Okay, Taylor Quimby's in the house with us. Hello, producer Taylor Quimby. Hello, Virginia Prescott. So I understand an important literary date has just passed us by. That's right, June 26th, a couple weeks ago, which this year marked the 20th anniversary of when the first Harry Potter book was published, and coincidentally is also my birthday. Oh, really? So did you celebrate? I really wanted to make some homebrew butterbeer, but I couldn't find a good recipe online. Well, if you do figure out how to make it, I've got a suggestion for a really good pairing. Uh, I know this part. Blue Apron. How'd you guess? For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. There is a whole bunch of recipes that you can choose from each week, and each meal comes with step-by-step instructions and pre-portioned ingredients. I have learned to make them while I'm on the phone talking with someone. That's how easy it is. So which of these do you think would go well with butterbeer? Creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges, or chili butter steaks with Parmesan potatoes and spinach? I think creamy shrimp rolls with quick pickles and sweet potato wedges is funner to say. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. So get a box and you can bond with the Hermione's and Ron's in your life. Check out the rest of this week's menus and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash 10 minutes. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash 10 minutes. Blue Apron, better way to cook. Roxanne Gay with the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. And I'm producer Sarah Plord. Virginia is on vacation, which leaves me with the pleasure of introducing our interview with Roxanne Gay, author, essayist, teacher, and all-around superwoman. Her latest, Hunger, is a candid and personal account of life inside her body, of weight, trauma, and self-care. We spoke to Roxanne by phone from her home. Roxanne, which is harder for you, the first sentence or the last? Hmm. I would say definitely the last sentence because it's the last thing the reader is going to have to remember the story by. How about your writing ritual? Do you have a certain time of day that you want to write or a number of words? No, I don't. Because of my schedule, I have a day job. I teach at Purdue, and I'm always on the road. I have had to train myself to be able to write under any circumstance. Uh, My ideal writing time is generally in the evenings when it's dark outside after 9 p.m., but I don't ever really have a prescribed word count that I'm trying to hit. I write as long as I have something to say, and when I feel the words sort of starting to come slower, that's when I stop. As a teacher, what mistake do you either remember from yourself or see your students make over and over that maybe some words of caution could help with? One of the things I see in in some of my students, especially my more advanced students, is a reluctance to read. There is no getting around reading as one of the most effective ways to become a better writer. Just seeing what other people are doing, for better or worse, and taking lessons from that. And so I always encourage writers to read. Do you share your writing when you're working on it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't have a writer's group right now where I live. I used to have a writer's group when I lived in Illinois and was teaching down there, but um, I definitely will share my writing with my best friend. Other than that, I keep it to myself, and then when it's done, I send it to my editor. How much plotting or planning do you do before you sit down to write? Uh, Not much. With my fiction, I don't do much plotting or planning at all. With my nonfiction, 
I certainly do research uh, to make sure that I can support the arguments that I'm making. But uh, again, I don't really do a lot of plotting there either. I just, I think a lot before I write and I do a lot of drafting in my head. So by the time I sit down, I pretty much know what I want to say and how. So when it's not flowing, what do you do? Oh, I get very frustrated, <laughs> and oftentimes I will turn to something else, whether it's reading or going for a walk or watching a movie, something to just try and like break me out of my slump. And there are, of course, times where my work is very deadline-driven, and I have to just force my way through it. Was there a piece of writing or something else that made you think, I really want to be a writer? Oh, the first piece of writing that made me want to really be a writer was Little House on the Prairie. I'm from Nebraska, and reading a story about a girl from the Plains, uh, an ordinary girl who was able to have extraordinary experiences, just really inspired me and made me feel like I, too, could be an ordinary girl from the Midwest and still have something interesting to say. How about now? What are you reading? What's on your nightstand? On my nightstand right now is All the Lives I Want by Alana Massey. The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, and uh, what's the name? It's it's a wonderful book. It's actually the favorite of the ones I'm reading right now. It's by Lindsay Hunter. I think it's called Eat Until You Feel Full. Uh, that's not the right title, but it's by Lindsay Hunter, and it's coming out uh, in July or August from FSG. What about the best advice you ever got about writing? The best advice I ever got was the cheesiest advice I ever got, but I didn't know it at the time. It was from my high school teacher. I went to high school in New Hampshire, and he told me to write every day, Mr. McGuinn. I was like, oh, this is the most amazing advice I've ever gotten. And yet, it's really good advice to just keep up that discipline and to respect your craft enough to practice it as often as possible. Do you pass Mr. McGuinn's advice on to your students? Uh, it depends on the student, because for some students, it's simply not realistic. What if a student does say to you, I, I just want to, you know, not work. I want to just devote myself to writing. Do you have advice for them? I wonder, are they independently wealthy? <laughs> um, I think that it's wonderful to devote yourself entirely to something, but it's not necessarily healthy or realistic. You have to have other interests. Otherwise, your writing becomes stale. You have to live to have something to write about. And that doesn't mean necessarily that you have to travel the world or anything, but it helps to have a job and to have a reason to engage with people for reasons other than writing. Can you remember your first rejection for something you submitted to be published? Oh, yeah. My first rejection was probably from the Paris Review. How did you get yourself back on it? I decided to send them another story immediately <laughs> because surely they were wrong. I was very young. I was like 21. How about your worst advice about writing? You know, I don't know. There's so much bad advice about writing. Almost all of it is horrible. I think the worst advice I ever received about writing was that you can't write from two points of view. Do you have a fantasy job other than writer? Oh, yeah. I would love to be an emergency room physician. Really? That's a pretty stressful job, too. What's the appeal there for you? I watched a lot of ER, <laughs> and I was on the air. It just seems so exciting to always have different cases coming at you and that you have to 
be fast and on your feet and creative. Uh, that just seems exciting. Was there a moment for you, Roxanne, when you thought, I've made it as a writer, you know, saw your book somewhere, someone told you something? No, not yet. Still working on that one? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Roxanne Gay, thank you for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. Roxanne Gay, author of Bad Feminist, Difficult Women, and most recently, Hunger, a memoir of my body. That Lindsay Hunter book she recommends, it's titled Eat Only When You're Hungry, and it's out August 8th. The 10-Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR produced by me, Sarah Plord, with help from Taylor Quimby. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps their algorithm find other ears like yours that might enjoy it too. Thanks for listening.